Welcome to Consumer Adventures. My name is Giorgia Pasqualetto, and in this podcast, I bring you behind the scenes of emerging challenger consumer brands. Today with me, I have Carolina Ba. Carolina is the CEO and founder at Think Tea, an award-winning herbal program. The program lasts 21 days, and it is designed to support your brain function and mental well-being naturally. But I don't want to anticipate too much. Let's have Carolina telling us everything about it and her story. Welcome, Carolina. I'm so, so glad to have you on the show. Thank you, Georgia. Thank you for having me. So why don't we start by saying something more about your product? It's a very, very interesting concept. Um, how does it work and what are the benefits of your herbal program? Yes, sure. Um, so Think Tea is a herbal tea program designed to naturally support the healthy brain function and mental well-being, um, as you already said. Um, so the Actually, we've launched some smaller boxes. I'm going to start with the big one. Uh, so the big one is a 21-day program, which um, has 12 different herbs in it. Um, they're divided into three functional blends, one for morning, one for afternoon, and one for the evening. Um, so the herbs that we're using are called adaptogens and nootropics, um, and they basically help um, to improve cognitive function, and they help us to uh, adapt to stress better. And um, the big box, it actually comes with a 21-day brain-boosting eating plan, which was developed by our nutritionists. And it also comes with a little booklet that um, tells our customers um, a little bit more about the herbs and um, also gives them a little bit of guidance on nutrition and on um, brain exercises and physical exercises good for the brain. Um, so that's the, our main product, basically. Um, so this one we've launched in, um, in 2019, in late 2019. Uh, and just recently, just a few weeks ago, um, we've launched our separate um, boxes. So um, those are basically the same blends, but we've separated them. So in the main box, you can buy all three of them. Uh, and um, our customers, um, they... Some of them, they don't really need all three. So sometimes people would need something for the morning to help them um, balance their energy levels and they don't want to necessarily drink coffee. And um, sometimes they would need something for the afternoon to help them go through this, um, avoid this afternoon slump. And uh, sometimes they would need something for the evening to help them sleep better uh, and relieve anxiety. So those are our free blends separated. So that's basically the product. It's three different teas, so one for morning, one for afternoon, one for the evening. That's very interesting and uh, for sure mental well-being is a topic that is particularly relevant right now and is also something that we are talking about in food and drink much more than we used to do before, so it's really, really interesting. Um, we will come back to the product and you will tell us much more about it in a second. Um, but I'm also very interested in your background. So what were you doing before founding uh, ThinkTea? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What were you doing before? Yes, sure. Um, so I'm actually originally from Poland. Um, so I came to the UK um, around yeah, nearly seven years ago now. Um, And uh, at the beginning, I um, couldn't really uh, find a job in what I wanted to do, which was events management. Um, so I worked as a warehouse operative. I worked as a housekeeper. Um, and before that, in Poland, I worked as an events manager, events assistant at a few events companies. Um, I worked at some festivals. Um, but obviously, when I came to the UK, I 
um, I didn't, I couldn't really do that at the time. Um, so I decided to go to university and study events management. So uh, I went to Edinburgh, uh, where I finished two years of college, and I moved to Bristol when I finished. Um, uh, when I actually started studying business and events management, um, that was my final year. Uh, and during that final year, I actually started to um, have this idea for, uh, for Think Tea. So that was the first time when I had this idea. Um, and after I graduated, I worked in events still, but I was already working on, um, on creating this, this product. So, um, so that was what I was doing. I worked at several um, larger festivals, film festivals, and um, some like city festivals. So that, that's, that's my background. Did you always know that you wanted to start your own uh, business or is just um, something that happened because you had the right idea at the right time, let's say? So when I was a child, I think I was an entrepreneurial child. Um, so I would always uh, come up with these ideas um, of how to sell some things. So sometimes I would make like this uh, pumpkin cards for Halloween and I would go around my neighbors and my family and sell it to them which I think they would just buy because I was a child. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but that was my, my idea. And I, I, had, I had more of those when I, was, when I was younger. And I was maybe like six or seven at the time. Um, but then, of course, you know, like I was going to school and I, um, I was studying and I knew I wanted to work uh, probably in events management. So uh, I didn't really think about starting a business at that time. Um, but... Um, I think after I graduated and I went to work in events, um, which I thought will be this, which I always wanted to do, which I thought will be such a, such a great job to have. And it turned out uh, I didn't really enjoy it that much. So it was really stressful for me. Um, so, you know, the, the fun part was the actual event, uh, going there and actually being there and, uh, and just participating and, and doing all that. But also <laughs> that meant really long hours and you would be tired and it was really intense and stressful. Um, and 99% of working events is office-based. So you are in the office eight hours a day. Um, and um, that wasn't that fun, <laughs> I must say. And uh, I think that was the first time that I realized that I don't want to work in an office. I don't know. It was just something that I never really enjoyed. And I think that was the first time when I was thinking, yeah, I, I think I have to, I want to start something of my own. And I was already, I had this idea for Finkty when I was on my final year. So it was at this time where I was actually getting more, I think convincing myself more and more that this is, this is what I have to do. This is what I should do. Very interesting. So you, you had this idea, but you were still working. So how, how were you doing both things at the same time? And for how long do you think this lasted? At the time, I was working full time. Uh, and that was difficult. It was really difficult for me to, um, to move the business forward to, to actually do it, um, to do it right, because I didn't really have that much time. Um, so, so yeah, it was difficult. That lasted for um, not for a very long time when I was doing that simultaneously. That was maybe uh, six months or so. Um, and then I decided to, to go freelance. So I started, I tried to do a few uh, freelancing jobs in events um, and still work in my business, which worked better for me. Um, and later on, I decided to commit full time to, to actually making it work 
because I was trying to get a startup loan and I had to write this very big business plan and make sure everything is ready. And um, I just wanted to have more time to actually be able to do it. Um, so, so that was the time when I started, um, when I started uh, focusing on the business. But uh, after a few months where I actually got the loan and when I uh, got the business started, I uh, had to go back to work and I, had to, and I started working part-time at the time. Um, so that would last for um, a year, maybe. I'm actually still doing some projects <laughs> on the yes. side of, of the company. Yeah. Uh, and I think like this is so true for so many entrepreneurs that I know. <laughs> mm -hmm. so even if you have your own company, it takes a long time until you are able to, to live of it. Yeah. Right. That's very interesting. I'm sure that mm -hmm. many people that are listening will find this, will find this very, very Uh, helpful. Um, mm -hmm. Did you start alone or did you start with someone? Um, so I basically started, I started alone, I would say, but I do have a partner who is really supportive and who's uh, on his days off, who's like packing orders and helping out <laughs> with whatever he can with doing budgets and, uh, and all those things that, um, that I like, some tasks that I give to him and he, he really he really enjoys that and he really supports me in this so I consider him to be a part of the of, of the business but uh, I would say that majority of the tasks and majority of of, of everything yeah that's that's something I would I had to do myself product development wise did you have a mm -hmm. clear idea since the beginning of how the final uh, product was going to look like So I did have an idea when I started, I did have an idea of what I want to do. Um, I didn't, I didn't know exactly how the final product will look like. I just, I first had an idea for, for Finkty in late 2017 and I launched in November, 2019. So you can see it was nearly two years yeah. before I actually launched the product. So it was quite a long time to develop um, the, the product, the brand, do the branding and uh, create the packaging and everything else. Um, so at the beginning, uh, I knew I wanted to do like a few different blends. I didn't know if it's going to be two or three. Mm -hmm. uh, I ended up having three. Um, also, I remember uh, at the very start, I would do, um, just maybe have an idea of which, which herbs I want to put in the, in the blend. So I would do my own research and I came up with so many different ingredients and I just wrote them down and they all seemed amazing. Uh, but I, I knew I have to actually consult a clinical herbalist or someone who knows, who actually knows what, what, how these herbs interact with each other, how they work together um, and if they can be actually put in a tea. The funny part is that uh, when I sent this list to my herbalist, um, he actually crossed almost all of them out. <laughs> and he said, yeah, that like, for example, this is a root, this can't go into a tea, or this is something that's, that's not going to really work well. If you, just, um, if you just add hot water to it, and he actually changed it a lot, uh, which was good because I, I had this idea and I, I had the passion to start the business, but, um, but he actually helped me. Um, get the, the most important part, right, which, which is the actual product, the actual ingredient. The recipe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And once you had the recipe or the blends decided, how did you go about the actual, about the production, really? 
How does that look like? Do you have mm -hmm. uh, suppliers, factories? Do you pack it at home? How does that work? Yes, so at the very beginning, I, to be honest, I had no idea how to, how to do it, how to start. And um, at the very beginning, I thought that I have to actually buy a tea packing machine and do it myself at home. Mm -hmm. um, then I just, I looked at them and I, I, I was researching them and they cost a lot of money and no way you could actually have a machine like that at home. It's too big. It's too noisy. It's, it would take up so much of your electricity. You would probably, you would probably lose power to the whole, uh, to the whole building. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah, so that's, that was my idea at the beginning, but obviously I had to do a lot more research and I met up with someone who, uh, who was running a tea company and they told me that you can actually outsource your manufacturing. You don't actually have to do it yourself. You can, find a manufacturer uh, who's going to do it for you. And that was something that sounded really, really good to me at the time. I started researching and it was also quite difficult to find those companies, to be honest. Um, just a simple Google search is not always enough. Um, so uh, I remember I would um, look for those companies and there were maybe like five tea packing companies that I liked and I would talk to them and some of them would tell me, oh, you, you can't really um, use um, the herbs that you supply. You, this, 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 those herbs have to be supplied by us. Uh, and the ingredients that I'm using are quite difficult to, to find. They're not something that you would find in any tea. Yeah. Um, so I actually had to source them myself, some of them. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that wouldn't work for me. So I finally found this amazing company who agreed to help me source some of my ingredients and I would source some of, <laughs> I would source the rest of them and they were really flexible with me. Um, and yeah, I just, I just knew it's going to work, but um, just to give you a time frame, uh, from the first email uh, we've exchanged to the actual production, it was around 12 months. It takes a long time. It takes a long time. Yes, it's not, it's not straightforward for sure. But that really shows mm -hmm. how committed you were to the project and to, to the mm -hmm. idea. Uh, you didn't give up, you continued. And finally, <laughs> you, you managed to, to have your, your product. Um, I was wondering, you mentioned, obviously, that your ingredients are somehow niche mm -hmm. and not very easy to find. And in 2017, mm -hmm. I would say they weren't even uh, that popular. We weren't talking that much mm -hmm. about them so I'm just curious to ask you how did this idea come to your mind how did you find out about them yes of course um so yeah you're completely right uh, I think this um in 2017 there was uh, no other product like this um and people didn't even CBD wasn't that popular at the time um I would say it wasn't popular at all in 2017 um so uh, it's, it's changed a lot over the last three years, four years even. <laughs> For me, um, it's a bit of a personal story because um, I used to suffer from depression and anxiety um, when, I was, when I was a teenager. Um, when you have depression or anxiety once, it, it, has, um, it, it often comes back to you at different stages of your life. Um, so, for example, when I was uh, working events, it was kind of triggered because it's a stressful environment. So you get more anxious. I even got panic attacks at the time. Um, 
But um, when I actually had um, depression anxiety for the first time, I was prescribed antidepressants, um, which in the longer term didn't really make me feel that good. Mm. Um, I mean, they did their job, of course, um, but uh, in the long run, there were a lot of uh, side effects. That's, that's what I would say. Um, and probably many people who, uh, who took antidepressants, they, they would know what I mean. Um, so I was uh, looking for something, for a natural alternative to, uh, I wouldn't say maybe to antidepressants, but something that could make me feel better naturally um, and something that would be more of a preventative care. So you basically would take care of your mental health, your mental well-being every day and not wait until it, get, it gets um, to that point where you're overwhelmed by it. So that was my idea. Um, that's, that's basically what I was thinking about when I, when I started the company. Um, and I remember uh, when I was uh, scrolling through Instagram when I was on, in my final year uh, and I came across one of these companies that uh, made uh, weight loss tea. Uh, <laughs> I, just felt, I, I got really angry at the time, I remember, because um, they would show us this, <laughs> this very beautiful Photoshop people and they always tell people that yeah, that's how you have to look like um, and our tea can help you achieve that of course with no work required like 20 days and you're going to look like this they are getting really bad rep at the moment even from celebrities and um, and a lot of different people because um, I think people are just tired tired with that um, and I thought at the time why not create something like this because this this clearly works like this um this product in form of, of a tea is, is quite easy to use it's uh, everyone loves tea um but why not do something that um actually helps you care about your brain your mind your mental well-being and not just uh, your appearance i researched that and there was nothing like this um because the the weight loss teas they were really popular at that time <laughs> in 2017 um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was the beginning. That was the beginning of, of the story. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing this. And I really, really like not only how your research for yourself, then you wanted to share what you basically what you learned, the ways that you found for yourself to, to feel better. You wanted to share it with other people, but how you really managed to turn this, um, this, mm -hmm. uh, this, this in something great. <laughs> I wanted to ask you how you approached the promotion of the product right at the mm -hmm. start and uh, how did you start with sales? So I would say I was quite naive when I started. Um, I knew that I have to do some promotion, but I wasn't really sure where, what I'm going to do exactly. So I thought I'm going to just, you know, have an Instagram, do some maybe Instagram ads, Facebook ads, and um, that's what I'm going to do. But I didn't really think that the market will be that saturated with ads of other businesses. There's just so many of that, especially in the past year when there was nowhere else to advertise. I was quite naive. I thought that I'm going to just uh, start a website and probably the sales will, will come at some point. Uh, but that's, that's not what happens, especially with a new product. It's more difficult to, to get the customers to believe in your brand and trust your brand. So this is something I didn't really think about. It was quite a slow process to actually start 
getting my first sales. The few of my first sales were my friends, <laughs> which I think many of the uh, business owners would say the same thing, <laughs> friends and family. <laughs> and I started to discovering uh, that um, some channels work better than others. So for me, for example, um, any kind of collaboration um, is key. Um, so right. not only doing giveaways uh, with other brands who have similar customer base, um, but also just collaborating on anything. For example, I took a loan with Virgin Startup, um, mm-hmm. something I would recommend to anyone who's, uh, who's, considering, um, who's considering taking a startup loan because you can take a loan from them for even 500 pounds um, right. and you get a mentor for a year. Um, so you That's get awesome. someone, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's just amazing. So you get a mentor for a year and you get, I think it's it's once a month, you get emailed opportunities of the month. That's how it's called. And um, obviously, Virgin is a huge company. So Virgin Startup is just a part of the whole Virgin family. Uh, so, for example, through Virgin Startup, now we are um, listed in Virgin Experience Days. Uh, we work Virgin Red, which is the loyalty app for the whole Virgin family. So <laughs> that worked really well for us, even being there. Uh, having the brand on the app for a few days that generated a lot of sales for us. Um, so things like that, wherever you can get your brand seen, basically, that's, that works really well, I would say. I'm looking into having more collaborations like this in the future. As of last month, we're also selling in Selfridges. Um, so Selfridges is our first official retailer. Um, so apart from that, it's B2C, yes. Nice. And uh, so you were mentioning uh, Virgin Startups. Have you raised mm-hmm. any other capital so far? Um, no. So for now, it was just Virgin Startup and our own money. <laughs> right. uh, and uh, in the future, hopefully this year, I will be um, raising uh, more funds because I think this is just a natural uh, way of um, how the companies are growing and um I think this is just the, the right time for us to raise investment. So hopefully later in the year. What other future plans for the business do you have? What projects are you working on at the moment? Um, yeah, so at the moment, we're trying to get more into retail. So uh, not only Selfridges, this is an amazing company to start with, really. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy to, to have Thinky stocked there as the first retailer. <laughs> I'm really, really proud of that. Um, and hopefully we'll have more stockists by the end of the year. We're looking at some bigger stores, as you can probably imagine. I can really see Thinky in Holland and buy it at some point. So hopefully, <laughs> uh, hopefully maybe next year or this year. Who knows? I'm sure. Um, so those are, yeah, those are the things. So I'm, I'm actually, uh, at the moment, I'm focusing on, on preparing to raise investment and um, on, on getting more retailers to, to stock us. That's very exciting. Very exciting times. I'm very curious about the impact that COVID had on your business. So uh, you had basically just started when COVID hit. But I can imagine a solution like yours being very relevant um, in the last 12 months. Can you can you tell mm-hmm. us a bit how it went? Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, as you're saying, it was quite difficult. <laughs> uh, we had so many different plans for last year. Yeah. Um, just anything that could help us build the brand awareness, like attending festivals, uh, attending trade shows, yeah. and um, just 
doing anything that we could to, to get out there and meet people. And we couldn't really do any of that. It's quite difficult when you're a solopreneur um, and you have to change all those plans really quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think also as a smaller company, you have that flexibility to do that. When COVID hit, we kind of got used to it very quickly. We, um, in the first few weeks, we launched something called a focus boost. So um, basically, I gathered a few amazing experts in Ayurveda and yoga and mindfulness and life coaching together. And for five days, we delivered videos um, on, on all those topics to help people get through um, what was the first lockdown at the time. Uh, so that was, that was really, really well. Uh, because we really wanted to do something to help uh, others and to help us as well, because it was such an uncertain time and um, such a strange time um, when we had the first lockdown. Uh, so that was something we, we've done at the very beginning. And um, later we focused on on basically just making the most out of it. Uh, I think as, as any other business did, you could either give up uh, and just like yeah. wait, or you could go on with it and... Um, continued to do what you're doing just in a slightly different way so yeah for us I think because it was first year in business officially as well it's yeah. so strange to, to even say how it went because I can't really compare it to anything else sure um so sense. so this is a bit <laughs> yeah it's a bit strange but I think it's 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 really well we were growing our customer base we uh we launched our subscription service um, so now we uh, people can subscribe to ThinkD um, and get it monthly, uh, which which works really well as uh, as well. Uh, we've grown our Instagram and Facebook. At the end of the year, we actually managed to attend some some trade shows, which moved online, which was really an interesting experience as well. <laughs> also, just meeting other people in the industry um, because this is so important, especially last year. It was so important to. Um, to meet other people, stick together, yes. because everyone was uh, in the same boat, I would For say. Sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and you mentioned as well being a solopreneur, and I was thinking, mm -hmm. uh, do you have a network or a community that you turn to for uh, for advice? Who do you turn to if you want to discuss or brainstorm something? Mm -hmm. um, yes, yeah, so basically, um, there is an amazing community on Facebook, which you may have heard of, <laughs> uh, which is called Food Hub. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So the food hub uh, is just basically the place to, to go. And uh, before I started, I didn't even know that existed. And I only found out about it probably like a few months after I launched. Right. And I was, I was actually so sad because it makes things so much easier before you actually make any decision. You can ask there and 100% there will be at least one person who knows someone or who, who can recommend something to you on that matter, That's which is great. amazing. Um, yeah, so I've met a lot of people through Food Hub. Uh, I've met um, a few other founders uh, who I can say I'm friends with at the moment. And um, for example, one founder, uh, Monica, who's a founder of Be Like a Bee, which is like a wellness praline company. Uh, we've started um, a wellness group together, a wellness um, wellness hive. That's how it's called. It's oh, amazing. Uh, yeah, where we just basically we're gathering all wellness entrepreneurs and and helping them um, with with their businesses. We're meeting every few weeks to so just basically network, to talk to each other, to sometimes talk on different topics. Um, and I think this is something that 
that's that's really great. It's something that I wish I had when I started. That's amazing. Can you please tell us the name again in case someone wants to subscribe? Yeah, so it's called The Wellness Hive and that's a Facebook group. Fantastic. Thank you so much. That's awesome. I wanted to ask you, what was mm-hmm. the scariest or the strangest thing that you had to do since starting Think Tea? The scariest? <laughs> or the strangest? Yeah, there were quite a few. I would say um, the scariest thing for me was probably pitching to to retailers um so I think this was really scary and um before I'd even do that I would uh, like hear other people do it and I'd hear stories from other brands that that (laughs) had done it before and Mm -hmm. it was always so scary to me but uh, I knew I had to do it at some point and last year um I was um I was pitching to a few retailers and I think that was so scary to me and I I had nothing to be afraid of in the end because <laughs> mm. it was such a nice experience and they are always so nice but then you um, realize afterwards don't you <laughs> exactly yeah stuff. exactly you are you realize afterwards and um it's it's always so nice and um but that was probably the scariest Um, the scariest experience I've had. What would be your advice to someone who's about to start their own food and beverage company? The first thing I would say is definitely find a tribe of people Um, because it is so much easier if you have someone to talk to. Um, So, for example, I work with a few mentors um, and it's very helpful as well just to have someone who's done it before, who knows so many businesses inside out and uh, who can actually give you advice. But if you can't find a mentor, definitely find yourself a tribe um, and um, just stay in touch with those people um, and talk to them, ask questions, um, because this is so important. You can feel so alone when you're you're running a business on your own. Uh, It can be a really, really lonely experience. but it's, it's, it just gets so much easier and so much more fun when you can share it with someone. I would say also just uh, trust your gut. Uh, so most of the times you will hear so many different opinions on everything you want to do. But I would say ultimately um, trust yourself. Yeah, just trust your own opinion and trust your own, your own gut <laughs> because you probably know best and you know your business best. Do you feel like you have changed since you started ThinkT? Oh, yes, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Yeah, it was just before we launched in 2019 um, that we went uh, to this event uh, with my partner, which was called, I think, the Wellness Exchange in London. And I was watching people um, pitch on stage uh, to to the buyers. And that was uh, Selfridges buyer and Sainsbury's buyer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was so scary to me to even watch that I don't know I I just thought I would never be able to do it in my life um to just like go out in public like this to um to maybe even like talk on a podcast and uh (laughs) I don't know give a talk or or something like this and pitch to buyers it was like the last thing I would ever want to do especially on stage um but I think I'm able to do those things now, which is amazing. And my confidence grew and um, I feel like I can do anything. <laughs> like as if you start your own business and you really have to get out of your comfort zone and do all those weird things that you would never think you're going to do, then you kind of realize that, yeah, you can actually do anything. That's very empowering. And now you're mm-hmm. basically doing regularly those things that yeah, you thought were exactly. impossible. I wanted to ask you, what inspires you then? 
day by day to run Think Tea, not to give up when things get tough? Definitely, I do have a strong passion for my business. Um, so it's something very personal to me. Um, and I really, really love it. And there are times, of course, that it gets difficult or you just you just feel sometimes overwhelmed. Um, but what inspires me is definitely um, the people around me. So sometimes when I do have a tough day or when something's not going right, I would talk to other founders or I would talk to my mentor. And I think those I, those are the things that really, really inspires me as well um, as um, just maybe being amongst a community, being in a community. So any yeah. kind of um, event or there is this great festival, which is called Bread and Jam yes. uh, and is amazing. Um, and uh, all of the other festivals where you can actually feel a part of community. Um, I think for me, this is the biggest motivation, but uh, my company itself, I just, I really love what I'm doing and it is something that I want to do. I feel um, like I told you before, uh, I did have other jobs in the past and I think I've never enjoyed any kind of work or anything like I enjoy doing this. So this is, this is, I think my biggest motivation, even when it gets tough, I know I will collect myself. I will not give up, uh, just get some rest and come back tomorrow and and do whatever I need to do that's great and I'm sure a lot of people can relate it's like your baby <laughs> yeah do you have a, a motto or a principle that you live and run your company by trust yourself and believe in yourself uh, and be yourself I think just maybe like find yourself this is my motto <laughs> uh, because um, important. sometimes you can yeah it's it's so important you can get so lost even in your business when you're running a business you can lose yourself in it. Uh, and it happened to me as well. Like I didn't um, take time off, for example, for a few months or so. Mm. And it's, it's draining. It's, it gets difficult. And um, I always try to, now I always try to, to rest, to, to charge, recharge my batteries and, and come back again. Take care of yourself and trust yourself because uh, the same the same thing I said before just trust your gut because you know best this is your business and um, the you know you can ask one question to five people and everyone will give you a different answer so <laughs> of course ask for advice but you decide what you want to do so this is this is definitely something I'm trying to to do now and also find yourself in your brand people will tell you find a voice of your brand and tone of voice of your brand and mm. it depends if what is it is it are you your brand or is your brand like a different entity and it depends it really depends but um, for me for example now when I'm talking to my customers or when I'm posting something on Instagram I always um, try to say what I want to say as myself yeah. <laughs> and I think that works that works best because um, no one is as passionate about my business as I am that's very very good advice I'm very very interesting, very inspiring. One last question for you. Mm -hmm. In your experience so far, what does it take to be an entrepreneur and to build a brand in this sector? Someone who wants to be an entrepreneur needs to be brave. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have to be brave to, um, to just go out there and do it because uh, many of us are saying things and, you know, planning things or have some business ideas and uh, you just talk about them, talk about them, but you never do them. Um, 
well, that's how businesses never happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes you might you might have like half of an idea and you just start to work on it and you just basically you just do you just do it and and that's how your business gets built. Um, so I would say you have to be kind of brave to to trust um, that you are able to do it and just get out there and just start building it. So I always say, <laughs> which is a funny story. I don't know if you've ever heard about the founder of Tofurki, which is like the um, the the meat uh, alternative, mm. um, probably one of the first ones. So he, when he started his business, he believed in it so strongly that he couldn't really, like he couldn't sell it at the beginning because no one would buy meat alternatives so many years ago. Um, so he would live in a tree house for <laughs> nine years um, before he could actually afford uh, living somewhere else. Incredible. Uh, but he wouldn't give up. He would still like, he would still run his business, which was insane to many people, I would say. But um, that's sometimes how strongly you have to believe in it. Patience is another thing. Like you have to be super, super patient because it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a week. It's going to take a long, long time until, <laughs> until it actually works um, how you'd like it to work. That's two very important aspects for sure. If our listeners wanted to get in touch or interact with you and, uh, and your brand, where can they find you? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ThinkT, which is T-H-E-E-N-K-T. Um, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. And I'm Carolina Ba. Hope to connect with you. I really look forward to that. Fantastic. Thank you so, so much, Carolina. It was so much fun. Wish you good luck with all of the amazing projects. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's such an amazing podcast and I can't wait to listen to to other episodes as well. Uh, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. And thank you everybody for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.